0: Hey, I'm Lewis, welcome to the show. Now, this time we speak to Peter Cooper. I was particularly excited for this conversation, actually, um, because Peter Cooper is my granddad, and he was one of the people who instilled in me the message I said in the very first episode intro, which is, everyone has something they can teach you if you're willing to listen. Uh, So I see him as a very stoic figure, uh, which I actually mentioned in the episode And I think there's a lot of wisdom, a lot of wisdom to be learned from him. So I was very happy to finally get this on recording. We have weekly conversations, always very interesting. And this time we spoke about generational differences, life's perspective, changing with age and the debate of fate versus hard work in influencing your life.
1: Didn't see him no more on the telly. Oh, no. But he's now. I think he's quite big in production and that. Yeah, but that little shit Edmonds, he, he dumped it all on him, and it was his program. And he wiggled out of it. He got away with it. So he got away with what? Well, would, but, what would that be? Would that be murder? Is well, not no, murder, but...
0: because
1: uh, they blamed everybody. Um, they blamed. There was a stunt coordinator. It was all. Done. Yeah, he, I forget he was professional. What happened? But he, he got killed doing this stuff. <sighs> it was a big hoo-ha about. Yeah, him. no doubt. And poor old Mike Smith took the blunt of it. So what happened to Mike Smith then? Well, he disappeared off telly. He was just, but then silently retired. Yeah, he. I think he got into. Uh, he got his own production or something. Anyway, I think he did quite well. But behind the scenes, you know, never. Yeah, yeah, never in seven radio or again. Wow. I forget what it was look it up on the internet you'll see (laughs) the death and it was called I think it was called Noel's House Party (laughs) poor son got killed (laughs) doing this because everybody wanted to do this after that he dropped the the status yeah yeah, I
0: bet it shows you how flimsy um, this sort of stuff is where you think you're safe on TV
1: they've got a whole crew behind it but no no, you could actually die it was a long time ago, but I believe that the stunt coordinator who was in charge of it actually said, I don't know if I, this ain't a good one. We don't oh, really? Do this. And now, uh, well, it's all right, we'll do this. Here.
0: You, you should know? probably listen to the stunt coordinator. Yeah. You should probably listen to yeah. someone
1: like that. Because there was a big hoo-ha about it, you know, and I think poor old Mike Smith got blamed for it. But she was a bit wimpy and... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'd imagine you need to have quite a strong persona to, yeah, well, to make Noel it. Edwards. Well, they say in showbiz, right, it's so cut for and yeah, ruthless. Well,
1: no, it was Noel, Noel Edmund's show. Yeah, Mike Smith was a mate of his, and he got pulled into it, and he was the one who went out and coordinated it and that. Yeah, yeah. He got dumped on him.
0: Oh god. <laughs> there was this one guy, oh, um was he on Blue Piece? This was obviously way before my time. I think it was in the 70s. But it was his job. You, you might know him. Tell me if you know who it is. There was this guy, and he went around doing interesting things. I think it was for the BBC. And one of his most famous things he would do he would do stuff to sort of show kids like, oh, you know, just a little bit about the world. And one of the things he did he was famous for is he climbed up um, Nelson's Column.
1: Yeah, that was um, to John, I think it was John Noakes. I think yeah, John
0: something like that. Yeah, what but, a. But he did Come like really, place, yeah, yeah, dangerous stuff.
1: Yeah, shit, the dog.
0: So for this one, yeah, he um, he climbed up with the, the cleaners whoever whoever sort of yeah. cleans Nelson's yeah, Column. Went
1: up the bloody thing.
0: But it was in the 70s or the 80s you yeah. know, where health and safety wasn't even a thing. That's so right. I've seen the video of it. It's it's, it's like really
1: yeah, terrifying.
0: <laughs> it's terrifying to watch. He's he's got these like rickety ladders that are just sort of literally tied with rope a around yeah. Nelson's Column. But do you know? Of course, because the column, it you doesn't go out. Yeah, it doesn't go straight up. It goes yeah. back out. So then. You've got, and of course, there's I mean, no harness, there's no safety, it's just him on a ladder. He done, I think mean, he'd
1: done a lot of things like that. He yeah. was like the daredevil of his day. Man. <laughs> nah. I tell you a bloke who does that. If you have a, a bloke called Fred Dibner don't know if you've right. his steeplejack from Bolton. Right. Down the worth as you can get. And they f- for some reason, this goes back to I think the 80s. I mean was dead now. Yep. And they just filmed him his daily work, and he'd go up these chimneys, and uh, same thing, banging stakes in, looking a ladder up, coming up, tying it, coming up. Then he gets to the top. where We got what they call a sailing course, sailing course. A sailing course. Called sailing course because it hangs out. Right. He's got an up. Ooh. This is just on wooden ladders. <laughs> oh, then when he's at the top, he's got to knock the thing down. So he's standing up there with a club hammer just
0: knocking it oh, man. all the
1: way down and you think the man ain't got no fear what year was this? Uh, probably in the 80s I'd say it was the 80s if you ever see it on YouTube Fred didn't watch then what he used to do if he couldn't if he couldn't knock it down brick by brick he, if there was room he could bring the chimney down yeah and what he used to do it's the amazing thing he didn't he, he, he knocked a massive hole in the side of the chimney then he put Ties in there, wood and everything. And he'd, he'd jack it up with timber. and yeah. look a bit more at it. So now the chimney on one side is held up with timber.
0: Yeah.
1: And he throw ties in there, anything that will burn. he got this blazing fire going because it started to burn the timber. Yeah. When the timber got weak, the thing crashed. And he pinpointed where this bloody chimney would fall and he got his spot on. It's sort of like how you fell a tree, isn't it? Yeah. Because
0: when you, well, obviously I've been doing a lot of tree cutting recently, right, working on my, is that. Yeah. You, you exactly can, the same thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see him, he yeah. gets a chainsaw and he takes and he, out a wedge. Yeah. And then it, and then sometimes yeah. you take out a secondary wedge a little bit above it. That's right. And it's that, its own weight sort of. Pulls it
1: down, well, yeah. it's better like the chimney. Yeah. Got oh, star. same principle. Total, well, I think it's total in that case but that was his job, you know. Had a fag in his hand. Like yeah, the oh, you can imagine. Bleak, Old cloth cap. Yeah. Right, it's time. so of
0: its time, isn't it? It's, it's, I mean, this is all before my time, and actually, this was something I wanted to talk to you about about the the difference. And we've spoken about this quite a few times, but there's always so much more to be spoken about. Is that things were so different in your day? You know, you, you've seen such a progression. So many things, like health and safety standards, doesn't even exist. You know, well, no, like, they didn't. Do you know, like when you were my age, when you were in your early twenties, it's like health and safety. Like, what, are you, what Are you fucking talking
1: about? I mean. Health and safety is good for some reason because people used to work with materials and dust and yeah, you which know, now you ain't got it. I mean, I think I told you when we was working abroad, we wouldn't go down the stairs <sighs> and up the other stairs, we used to jump from Belgium so to Belgium.
0: T- t- tell me that story because uh, I, I was just thinking of that as you were talking about back in your day uh, of so work. So, so, when
1: we was working out there, out in what was it, Belgium? Belgium yeah, we you, you, when you finished in one block. You had to. I say you went because she was about eight or nine floors. So you went all the way down the stairs, yep. across, all the way up. So we thought, hey, mom, if there's two of you, won't you throw your tools across to grab it? I mean, the balconies then weren't—they were just concrete shelves. They didn't have any safety around yep. because the building was being built. Really frab, but which is seems to leap from one balcony to the next? so going down the stairs and up the stairs. So how far is that leap? Mm, six foot it wasn't that far, oh, yeah. but when when it's you know if you miss it, you're dead it's a long way, but normally like you go i don 't know it was six foot it was you go from here, you go I, I can't jump now, so I suppose from there to play that that door there. Two,
0: yeah, there yeah. There. So you're talking about,
1: there
0: about that's there? a six foot jump. Yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. and we used to, I um, was then. Yeah. We used to do it just jump across. I can't be able to go downstairs now.
0: <laughs> the idea of that to me is just
1: absurd. Yeah. So you think different. To, this is a, well, I think about you think totally wanting to different live to me. I mean... A six-foot um, six gap, and if you miss it... Well, yeah. See, you, for me,
0: I'd have, I, I wouldn't have—I be able to do it because I'd have the nerves. I'd be thinking, if I miss a six-foot jump, then I'm dead.
1: Well, one, one, I don't know if it was six-foot. It was a big jump, but once you've done it once, because you're confident oh, built, so then it'd become a natural thing, leaping off balconies. Ridiculous. It would,
0: so was that in the 70s or the 80s? No, um, that was...
1: Uh, 70s mid 70s yeah. that. i mean i was only a man of 26 27 was young man fit and you didn't see the fear it was just well i'm going yeah now, i'm coming up there. this is
0: a really good point you make about not being any fear because i think this is much more a generational thing than it is an age thing because i think people my age are much more aware of i guess their own mortality and you tell me stories, oh, I just didn't think about yeah, it, you know.
1: Yeah, no, but... Uh,
0: y- y- I think you, that's more of its time than it is used. Yeah, you it, know it, what was, you.
1: it wasn't classed as, if you like, dangerous, it was...
0: Oh, it would be now.
1: <laughs> it would be now. <laughs> just to so let mean, you in on that. As I said, the rules were different in my... Uh, I'm going to get a drink. You the rules that, you were totally it. different in my day, you know. Everything was different in my day. That's why my generation and your generation... We'll never see eye to eye or anything, because we come from different worlds. My world was pretty much free and easy. Yeah. Your world is, can't do this, can't do that, mustn't do this, mustn't do that. Um, and that's just about, that's the way it is. Um, it's, it's a a yeah, it's the um,
0: yeah, it, I- To
1: me... Your, your, your world's going to suffer. Your generation's going to suffer, not mine. There's nothing clever, there's probably a lot of port souls got killed. But, I mean, that's what happens. But it was exciting. It was um, very exciting, because you could do what you wanted. You couldn't, you know, you want... A lot of it you couldn't do, because the law says you might you know, like riding motorbikes, which I did. You didn't need a question me. if you don't want a question me, Don't put a question You was left. You was left to actually use your own brain and decide what you wanted to do, not being told what you got to do. That's the difference. I wasn't told what to do. I, it was left to my choice. Now, you know, you go on a building site. You can't have balconies, cages round everything. You know, which is not a bad thing. Um, a lot of it's stupidity, but. As I say, you're the ones that suffer. I didn't suffer. Because I was left to basically try and kill myself.
0: <laughs> the safety laws that you tell me about, or the lack of safety laws, um, it's interesting, it's stuff that I take completely for granted. Of course mm. you're going to wear a seatbelt. Of course you're not going to drive home drunk. But that wasn't even
1: illegal. Well, in. no, you didn't have drink drunk, i lost when I was driving. <laughs> People like you are not allowed to use your brain. You're told what to do. My generation, you was allowed to think. What's, what's dangerous, what isn't? Like riding a motorbike? Yeah. If you wanna, you don't have to wear a crash helmet. You wear out for yourself. And one time I had a pretty bad accident on a motorbike. Fortunately, I had a crash helmet on because if I didn't, I'd probably be sitting here brain dead or I'd be dead. It was luck. There's another thing I think it comes down to luck. Things, you know, right place, right time, wrong place, wrong time. And I still think, looking back on my life, I still believe there's a lot of that involved in your life. Fate. It's not your turn. As we spoke about before. Yeah, yeah, we said about this problem. That's
0: um, so how I look at it. Do you want to expand on that? I think that's really yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, because... Oh, Are you ready you're, to do it? On the one thing I want to bring to mind was that poor woman... Who crashed in her um, um, Range Rover or whatever she had, crashed through that fence and killed a couple of kids. Yeah, it's a news story. And today, a couple of weeks ago. That was on the cards. Directly she was born, that was going to happen because it was nice to any the kids were people said, and say, oh, that's madness. I do believe that was on the cards for her to do that. It was written in stone, if you like. And that. All the circumstances just come, you know, nice sunny day, the kids are outside having a tea party, she has a seizure or whatever, crash kills two kids. You can't make it up, that's, to me, that's written in stone, that was gonna happen. Yeah. A lot of people say you're mad, probably am mad, but that's how I view it, you know, and we spoke before, a lot of of the things that have happened in your life, you think, you couldn't make that up, you know, it's just circumstances.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we have spoken about this quite a lot. I find it an interesting point because it certainly takes... That's a negative example, but yeah. I think about, say, positive examples. It certainly takes out a lot of the sting of, of a bad event, well, quote-unquote bad yeah, event. Yeah, I mean, you
1: can't make up for a
0: kid's killed. No, now. no, of course not, but say, if I'm thinking about, say, stuff in my life, I see it as a big thing that I really wanted to do. Did we speak about this before? I wanted to get into yeah, Oxford. Yeah, So, so yeah. I wanted to get into Oxford and I was devastated. Yeah, we spoke, yeah. Yeah, so and I got to interviews and I was really happy with it and, you know, I worked so hard to get in and then I, I didn't um, I flunked of in the interviews and I was so devastated afterwards. But then if I hadn't of, if I'd gotten to Oxford I would have been fucking miserable. Yeah. Because it just, then you'd be struggling or anything, yes. Because right. I mean, I, I got a, I got a friend there who's just finished up, and I can just see it's not for me. He's yeah. so clever, and I'm just not I'm not wired like yeah. him, right? Yeah, so yeah, I, I can see that yeah. I wouldn't have fit in Oxford. I've yeah. made some, well, I've, I've made lifelong friends where I am now at Warwick, and well, where I was you know yeah. I finished, but um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have had the experiences that I've had yeah. if I had gotten to Oxford. So something I wanted so desperately more than anything in
1: the world. And you find it isn't wasn't that. That, wasn't that important anyway?
0: I'm starting to see... And here's one for I want to know what you think about this. Life gives you what you need, not what you want. I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Yeah,
1: I know we spoke about this yeah, before. It's, yeah, it's... But it's... Cool. We all set a, a, a target. I'm, I'm, as you know, I, I don't want for much in life, no, you neither. know? I'm very... You're very stoic.
0: What's that mean? Stoic is is an is, is, um, ancient branch of philosophy. The Stoics say... Well, actually, you, you inadvertently repeat a lot of Stoic philosophy. The Stoics fundamentally believe that you're pretty powerless in life overall. Mm. All you can really control is how you react to stuff. You know, you, you for you, you describe it as fate. You say, oh, yeah. it, it happened. You know, it was out of my control. I couldn't have done anything about it. The Stoics basically say, tend to the part of the garden you can touch, right? You know, if uh, that sort of means... Life is going to throw all these curveballs at you. There's going to be so many things out of your control. There's nothing you can do about it. So just...
1: That's what, that's what I believe. Yeah, so just deal with you're whatever you path. have influence yeah. over and just... Sort of. Like we said, you're set on a path and you're guided down that path. This is my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Me. Um You're allowed to make small decisions. Yeah. But anything major, no, you're not allowed to. You will... As I say, when you're born, it's all written down. Yeah. If you, like, use a... Better word. And that's the path you're going to take. And whether you want to take that path or not, you will be guided. And I maintain that everything important that's happened in my life, I've not made that decision. I've been taken to that decision, if you like. That's how I look at it. From the word go, from when I met your nan to when, when she passed away, and everything in between, I've been guided. So I look at it, you know. And I'm probably still guided, although I don't have to... Do anything now, you know. So I'm not making decisions about I'm going to do this I'm going to do that because I don't really want to. I'm happy just doing having a drink, doing but taking it easy for the rest of my days. Yeah. So my my path, I think I've come to the end of it. If you like, you know, the only thing I've got in front of me now is stop. This is far as you're going to go, boy. And that's how I view it, and I'm quite happy to look at it like that. It, I'm totally totally at home with, with well, I look back at it all totally happy with nothing I'd, I wouldn't change that, I wouldn't change this no I wouldn't I was well actually that leads in really
0: nicely to what I was going to ask which is how do you think that's that philosophy has influenced your life? So if you've always believed that you've got this destination that you're set on and you can't change it how do you think that's influenced how you see things, events that happen or how how it influences say, your own actions?
1: I didn't realise it until I got older as I've said to you before, you don't from my personal point of view, you don't understand it all till you get to my age. Then you look back on it and you think, that would make sense now. Didn't make sense at the time. What, what the fuck going on here? But now I look back on it, it's like the last pieces are going in the jigsaw puzzle. Because, oh, I get it, you know? The bits in the middle, <laughs> I ain't got the jigsaw puzzle yet. Now I'm putting them in, I get the picture. And I understand it all now. From my perspective, I get it. I get
0: life. What do you get? Explain it to someone young and impressionable <laughs> like me. I
1: don't know. I can't explain it. I just get everything that's happened to me, you know, like, um, like when I got your man pregnant, you know, we were married. And at the time, you think, fucking you know, hell. But looking back on it, it was the best thing that happened because your mum came along. Through your mum, you come along. So looking back it's very on it... worthwhile. It, yeah. it was mm, a bit iffy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, but what I'm saying is... I mean, we were very lucky because we stayed together, but we had two more children, we got a grandchild, but everything, it, it sort of... Phew, ..blossoms out. And that's how I look at it, it was... All these things at the time, you think, oh, like, you splitting up with a girlfriend, you know, oh, no, what's going to happen next? You look back on this in X number of years and go, that was the best thing that happened because I've done this, I've met that person. Whatever it is, it's... It is, as I said to you, life is like a, a, a picture, a painting or a jigsaw puzzle. And as you go through life, you're putting more bits in your jigsaw puzzle. And you look at it and you think, this do not make a lot of sense. But when you get older and the last bits start to go in the jigsaw puzzle, you look back and go, Get it. I can see the picture. That's how I explain it. So,
0: no, it's good. so do you think then it is kind of um, an acceptance? You kind of have to trust the process. There's this phrase I love, and I don't know where I heard from it from. It might actually be a, like a Donny Hathaway song or something from the 70s, <laughs> but he just says, someday it'll all make sense.
1: Mm. I mean, I'm lucky. I do think I'm very lucky, because everything just happens has been good. But you get pumped some poor sods. They might look at it completely different, because they're thinking, well, you're all right, but I've lost this, I've lost that. My child, is one of my children has died. Do you know, we've all got different circumstances. I'll give you a, a good example. Um, a guy called Joe Walsh, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's brilliant, absolutely brilliant guitarist. He... He's, 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 he's with the Eagles and he's, he's rated what up. Was there. the Eagles. The Eagles. Um, Joe Walks, brilliant guitarist. He went through the stage of all rock stars, drugs, alcohol, everything. Yeah, and one so. of his children, she was a, I don't know, boy, got one of his kids got run over and killed by a drunk driver. And I believe that Beth changed his. Perspective. I think he sobered up. He because um, he, he was at Willie Eagles, and they said to him, "We want you to join the Eagles, but you got you got to kick the drugs, kick the alcohol." And he did. And um, he's married. Actually, he is Ringo Starr's brother-in-law. They're, they're really, oh, wow. um, through marriage. Um, brilliant guitarist. But there's a man who probably thought he had everything and then one of his kids gets killed by a drunk driver and suddenly everything you had was taken away from you. Well, I never had that, you see. I, I've sort of bobbled along the crest of the waves, waving at all the people, saying, oh, I'm all doing all right. Him, his boat started to sink, if you like. So you've got all these different people. Look at it, look at it totally different to, to what I did. I've got no complaints at all him, he can say, yeah, one of my bloody kids was killed by a drunk driver. You know, so... yeah, He had everything. He had money, he had fame, uh, talent, No, What do you want out of life? Yeah, or I what, saw... what does life give you? That's... It's not what you want. There again, it's what life gives you. Um, it's certainly me... Well, I can't even imagine what that might be like, but... Nobody can. You just well, can't. It's impossible. No.
0: But... I think an event like that, I'd imagine it would truly shape well it's obvious when you say it out loud but it, it will shape you the wow what's really important. Yeah. Because of course, say well someone like me, right? You know, where you when you're young, very ambitious, you think, Oh, I wanna do this, I wanna do that, you know, yeah. I wanna want to achieve this, I wanna have those things. And then yeah, you get to be in fifty some years old and then your daughter gets killed and you think, actually was it worth it? Yeah. I wonder if you'd have asked him then, well of course he'd say, Yeah, if you say Give it all up to get her back without a second thought. Someone like that would.
1: Because she would trade it all. So it kind of makes you wonder what is the most important thing. But uh, that's it. There's another thing I never, or we, me and your Nan, we never strive for anything. You know, we got married, saved up, got our little first house. Then Nicola came along and we thought, well, it's only two bedrooms. And then we moved moved down the road, done that up, then that was compulsory purchase by the Minister of Transport for the motorway, then we moved here. But we never, this is my point, we never planned this, it was, we were pushed down a path. Yeah, we So This is what this is why I maintain that you do not decide what you want to do. You know, it's it's put in front of It's forced upon you if you like through circumstance. Yeah,
0: this is where we disagree to some degree because, and I've said this to you before. I think that. You put down to luck what I see as you being hardworking and taking advantage of opportunities. I see it as that opportunities are going to come and go. And if you are in the right mindset and you have the capacity to take advantage of them, then it'll work out. Some things are purely down to luck. So briefly, the, the story about... You getting good money for the house that got compulsory purchase yeah. was that some guy overheard you when you're in a pub or something? Exactly, and, yeah, and Is something that, about he helped to negotiate
1: a really was it, good deal. He was, um, a quantity, um, what was he? Uh, not, a, um, not an architect, a um, what was he? Oh, well, anyway. but he had some kind of yeah. job that but helped you to get the, good money for the house. The point which brings it home to me when Emma was little, we used to walk down to the corner shop to buy a newspaper on yeah. a Sunday. And I, we used to walk because the road wasn't there then. This was the road. Remember yeah, that yeah. road? Well, this, this was. Every time we walked, I used to look over the fence. I said, "Em, if this comes up for sale, I'm going to buy this off the cuff." I liked it. It looked, you know, it was, it was ram-shackled. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was potential. Yeah. you didn't see um, it
0: for what it was. It was.
1: I did see it for what it was. This was a point. So, yes, yeah, so, I, I know what I mean. You didn't... Exactly what it was. Yeah, so, you know Anyway, I, mean. I went home and. You know, and said, well, well, let's go and see how much. then it came on the market, that was it. And I said, it's on the market, it's for sale, board. Right, we can go and see. And they said, I um, oh, would have 80, won 85,000 for it. Totally out of my reach, couldn't afford that, no way. We got our place valued, I think it was valued at 120, so. Not really, still on the market. Only a few weeks or months after that, what happens, we get a letter come through the letterbox, Minister of Transport's compulsory purchased your house to make way for the M25. OK. In the meantime, this place dropped down from 80-odd to 60-odd. So now, I'm thinking, because um, we have the sheets on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Can't afford it. Then it came down to 140, I think, which is what we paid for it. 140? 1,000, yeah. yeah. We... Our place was valued at 150, 160, something like that. Plus curtains, carpets, all the rigmarole they give you. Suddenly, we can afford to buy this. So we went straight down there and buy it. And we paid. Well, we had we, it was cash because they paid. So we went down there, buy it cash. Boom, got it. Suddenly, we got. That is circumstances. To me, that was out of my control. That was somebody else's control. You know what I'm saying? It's I couldn't afford it, but suddenly I could afford it. Yeah, it's it's interesting
0: that it wasn't just one thing happened, is that two things had to happen. Exactly, at this the same is time.
1: my point. If one thing happens, you put it down, yeah, it's all right. But once you get a a load of connected circumstances, then you start to think, oh, there's something there's something there, something's yeah, something yeah. controlled. As I said there, I met your It wasn't one thing, it was a. S- all yeah, it's, it's come together.
0: Multiple right time, yeah. right places. Yeah, and that's table.
1: what I believe in. You're, you're forced down the path. And um, it's out of your control then. It's like a, a snowball rolling down the hill. Oh, I can't stop it. Can't stop it. And it just. And the, the two major things in my life were out of my control. I was basically out of didn't know what was going on. And suddenly I'm thinking, you know, I bet the woman I'm going to marry. I, I bought the house for what I <laughs> So work it out. I can't work it out. And and that's, that's to me, um, I'm not a clever bloke. I, I don't plan or scheme. That's where we disagree, but go on, carry on. We'll, we'll talk about no, that in a bit. Um, and that's why I do believe that you are sent down a path. I, I, I must have the lucky path, if you like. Whoever's looking down on me, and I do believe something guides me. It looks down on me, it protects me. I believe that.
0: I see you... You don't think you're intelligent, you don't think you're clever. No. We've spoken about this loads of times, but I'm going to keep saying it and now I can actually say it on record or on record. You're not... <laughs> You, you grew up in Southall you went yep. to a school where you were essentially factory fodder yeah like we said that's, that before. Right. that's what we were and what what you made out of that so you, look, you, and there's, there's nothing wrong with anyone who ends up being factory fodder but that you you made a life for yourself that your circumstances didn't really permit you know you you took risks you are a, a, a an optimistic person at heart and I think these things have such a big influence on the opportunities that get presented to you because honestly, who, okay, who's going to get the job? Is it going to be, say, two identical people that got the same skills but one of them's, like, kicking rocks down the street pessimistic oh, everything's shit but then there's you going, no, I'm going to take risks I'm going to make the most of the opportunities I've got you, you what, yeah. go on, what, t- tell me about what was it when you started your own company
1: you had a... No, I not a company, I was just self-employed Yeah, no, but, no, but you, before, you, work, you start working for yourself before because you start that, taking risks I was lucky enough to pick up, I was pissed off with my job. I was in a factory and I thought, this ain't for me. Oh, I don't even do this. About six months I was in there. Bought the Evening Standard or the Evening News as it was then. Little advert in there. Wanted, they called them improvers in them days, to, learn, um, to do flooring. Well, I originally, a bit like my dad, I, I fancied being a carpenter. But this came up and it was wooden floors because in them days, a lot of the schools had gyms and everything, had the wooden park three floors. I thought, oh. so i just run up the number. He said, uh, do you want to come down? Um, went down to his house, uh, had a little chat. He said, just, when can you start? And I said, well, I've got to check my job in. Give me a week. Give me a week. And his name is Bill Knock. Best thing that ever happened to me. Brilliant man. He, um... He sort of took me under his wing and um, he taught me about flooring and everything. And then, you see, this is where the luck or, or the, the thing comes into play. He, we did some work for a big firm called Arvins, Arvin & Sons. They used to do all Tesco work, floors, wall-tiling and everything. So we started doing a bit of work for them. Then behind the scenes, which I didn't know about, they've off said to him... Um, because he had about only three or four blokes working for him. So they must have said to him, Do you want to uh, come and work for us in the office and bring your blokes into it? All right. So next thing I know, I'm working for this company called Armin and Sons. Um, done a few jobs. One in Monday, Monday morning, they give me a transit van, new transit van. We don't beat up old Bedfords. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. <laughs> it's just me And. and then, because um, the firm only had three or four blokes on them, but I was doing all these Tesco's all over the country. Brilliant! That was another step in my. Yes, yeah, so you. you just, I was working every, here, there, and everywhere. know, yeah. everywhere was working. And brilliant firm. And i But see, that you, on, you, but do you see what I mean? You had to take a risk to get that though. No, because I automatically because I worked for him, I automatically went into the firm. So there wasn't no risk for me. I was just... I was just no, saying... no, but let, let, let's, let's
0: take it back. Your school trained you to be button-pushing factory, yeah, factory fodder. factory And you said, I'm not doing this. So no. then you... But you see that that's that's an important decision in your life, that you could have just gone, "Ah, oh, hate the job, but it pays the money, I need to do this, this and this. But you said, no, I'm not happy with this.
1: Yeah, you. but most of our family would come from the buildings. So that was my natural vent, if you like, to go. I wanted to get into that side of it, you yeah. know what I mean? And um, that's how I got in with him. So, of course, then, um, wasn't actually in the buildings, but because we we're doing all Tesco supermarkets, um, what a brilliant job. The firm, And you know, I can't praise them enough. They paid brilliant money. They expect you to do, you know, as I said to you before, if you went in Monday morning, they said, you're off to Liverpool now. You go. But- yeah, but listen, again, th- these things that you, you see as just, oh, it is what it is, but
0: that's a big deal and that's something that not everyone would have been willing to sacrifice for imagine being told oh you're going up Monday morning up the country
1: but you was expected see all this business about I'm not doing this and I'm doing that you did it yeah maybe it's a very modern um, thing yeah uh, you did it but you know that you've got to get rewarded well they've yeah, got yeah, so after yeah. you um, it was like you scratched my back I scratch yours. Oh, maybe that's it
0: then. Maybe that's the difference because I certainly don't see that kind of compassion in companies in the modern sense. So maybe in the fact that in the last, I don't know, where it would be 30 years or something, where companies have now become much more... Um, Oh, desensitized was the first word that comes to mind, but do you know what I mean. They don't care about the people in the same way anymore. So it, it sounded like it was much more intimate. In your oh, day you, where... If
1: you wanted to see the the bloke who owned it or the two companies, you could go into their office and see them. Oh, well. Wow. They weren't. Up in, and he was called by his first name. Hello, Peter. Hello. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It was. It was like. We feel like part of a little family, and you was. As I say, you were treated properly. Very well, you know, um, and nobody was untouchable. If you had a gripe, right, you went in to see somebody and said, "I'm, I'm not happy." About yeah, this. yeah. I um, said it was, um, but so I can't praise the firm enough. I was in for seven years, I something. Um, and the only reason I left because I wanted to work for myself. That's the only reason I left. But um, if again, it's another risky tip. Yeah, but um, but
0: the, do you see that these things seem to add up to me? You know, I, I get what we're saying about how. It was a different time and that there was a different culture where you were expected to do sort of things that maybe wouldn't be today. But excluding that, there still seems to be on your part a, a very large initiative that you kept taking. You know, you weren't happy in the factory. You want to work to this firm. You want to set up your own thing You know, yeah. work for yourself. You started doing it. These are risks that I think aren't necessarily... Well, people wouldn't necessarily have done. And I think that those are the things that you call fate or luck or whatever, but seems to be, to me, steered in some part by your own risk-taking but It was a decisions. different time. Oh, no you, doubt. I, I, oh, no in
1: doubt. today's climate... 60s
0: and 70s, In yeah.
1: today's climate, you'd be mad to do it. Yeah. Especially the firm that I work for. You'd be mad to give up that job. Because then... There wasn't nobody really doing it, and I don't know why. What drove me? I thought, oh, I just want to try doing working for myself. Yeah, and then because um, the Belgium thing came up through the same bloke we used to work for, Bill Dock, he got his contract in Belgium and he said, Look, do you fancy going abroad. So okay, I'll well, go anywhere after the money's up. And we were in a bit of a recession too, which pushed me on. And he said, it's only for a month. I said, yeah, oh, just before Christmas. I went out did a month. Couple of other guys came out with me. Came home, said, to, you know, that's it, done it. Got a nice bit of money. Um, and just after Christmas, when they work, I get a phone call, um, i got a lot more work in Belgium, Trying to go out and do it? I said, yeah, I ain't got nothing else to do. I spent 18 months then out there doing it. Um, and that was it. Yeah. Um, I, got, I was earning really good money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we Found done the well. Of hers. Um, the only sacrifice is I didn't. I wasn't the best father in the world because I wasn't there. I was doing two or three weeks out there, a week home. So, you know, your mum, Nicola and your man didn't... I wasn't, I wasn't the father I should have been because I was working away. Yeah. So I was coming home with basically pockets full of money and we was having a good time for a week and then off I went again. Yeah. And then at the finish, I thought, enough's enough, you know. I can't do this no more. And that's when I knocked it on the head. But it was different times, you know what I mean? It was, um, uh, I don't know, it was just different times. It was, I can't really explain what it was, but that's what I did. Oh, a lot of guys came out there, they lasted two or three weeks, they went home. How long did you stay for? 18 months. I so you well, good really 18, good stay, eighteen, Well, good 18 months, yeah, because I was earning money good money you know and probably to a certain extent that's why we could afford to move from our little bed bedfond out to here with a bungalow
0: see again but that's you see what I'm I keep talking about here is that you, you put it down to fate and luck but you, you're making a lot of decisions which are
1: well I was joint was it wasn't me we, we made me and you now made them joint no, no, everything, everything I did I run past her do you think we should do this do you think we should do that yeah yeah but no, it wasn't it it was, it was wanting them. I mean, we both liked our little else, but it was a case that we, we outgrew it with a family. You know, that was a problem. So we had to think about, where do we go next, you know? And that's how it was. It wasn't, um, it was, if you like, forced upon me a bit, or us, because we, we'd outgrown it. It was a lovely little else, you know? A nice little else, but two bedrooms... It, it just wasn't, wasn't big enough, you know. But if we'd just had your mum, um, Sharon, it would have been a great little house, but because your family grows and uh, that's what happens. But you don't realise it at the time, you see. when This is what I'm saying. When you look back at all the years, you don't realise what's happening to you. It's just a process. Oh, we're moving, yeah, we've moved... Do this, do that, do the else up, we're moving. And but you don't realise it's all going you know it's going on, but you don't realise the implications of it till you look back and you think, Fucking hell, if we hadn't done that, we wouldn't be there. If we hadn't done that, we wouldn't be there. It's like stepping stones in your life, if you like, you know? But as I say, you don't I don't anybody, I defy anybody to know what their life's about until you look back on it at my age. I say age is a great thing, and it is, because you look back on it, then you can find all the, the highs, the lows, the pitfalls, the mistakes. You can, it, it becomes, as I say, a picture. You view it. You know, and and my, uh, my, my picture now, I've probably got two or three bits of my jigsaw to go in the middle to be complete. And when it's complete, you die. That was, just, that's that was fair enough. That's how that's how I view it, you know. Um I've, I've achieved more than ever. I had a one I didn't want to achieve nothing. I didn't when I left school, get a job, didn't like that, met your nan, met a girl. Sounds like you stumbled into a life that you <laughs> Exactly, you guy. I stumbled You stumbled into a life that you... stumbled into something I didn't know what it was all about.
0: And it turned out better than you actually could have imagined.
1: Ever imagine this? Ever imagine this, really? From a snotty little kid leaving Southall School at... F- well, just turned 15. Um, I was about two or three weeks into 15. I I'm kicked out of school. That's it, go and get a job. I would have thought I'd finish up something like this? And not a regret on the way, you know? Done. And had some nice holidays and decent cars. Not, not necessarily to. Um, I just went with the flow it's like being on a boat going down the rapids Whee, where are we going next oh I'll have that I'll do that <laughs>
0: sounds like it was an adventure then that oh sense. definitely yeah.
1: definitely my life was an adventure without knowing it was an adventure it yeah. was just a. I thought well this is what everybody else does and I didn't think, oh, I, think I didn't didn't look at it as an adventure it was just well, this is what life's about bobbing along you know that's all it was. Some people have done ten times better than me. Some poor sods have done not as good as me. I'm probably just in the middle, popping along. As I always said to you, my life has been blessed. That's a really nice place to end it. Shall yeah. we end it there, then?
0: Yeah, I've got feelings of it. Yeah, well. that's how I, um, you know, you know
1: my views on it all. I'm a very lucky man, He's very